Welcome to the Spirit of Prophecy Church. I'm going to pray for him. His name is Tony Fausto. I mean, what's your name? Yeah. Excellent teacher. Fausto Colero, Tony Colero. <laughs> the English version is Tony Fausto. <laughs> the kind of version that my mouth can say is Tony Fausto. The other one, you got to be educated on that. You got educated. Fausto. <laughs> okay, anyway, the Lord, we, we love Tony, and Lord, we ask for your anointing on him. We ask for you to give him the words to say, help him not say the wrong words, help him to understand what he's saying, and help us to hear what he said, and they will make a change in lives and help us to walk closer to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And I hope everybody understands me, you know. <laughs> That's the difficult one. Okay. Thank you, Lord. You do. Thank you, Lord. Here we are. Do not be deceive do not that that's the name of the class today do not be deceived why why there's so much oh, we living in special times this is what is called the end time and if you read your Bible you're gonna know that it is a time that the devil is really gonna deceive a lot of people and actually he's doing that so let me see, I think I was missing something. So, start. It's this one. Okay. Yes, we know we're living in special times. The devil and his demons are very busy in their to create confusion. What to do? Fear. That's another thing, fear. Oh my God, what should we do? Oh, you just need to trust the Lord. Trust the Lord with all thine heart. And what? Lean not to thy own understanding in all thy ways. Acknowledge him. Not anything else. Him. And he will direct your path. That's what the word says. To deceive. And now, you know, this is. These two verses here, Matthew 3, you know, if you start reading Matthew 3, it starts with John the Baptist announcing that Jesus was going to come. How did he announce it? In those days came John the Past, uh, Baptist, I'm sorry, preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, repent ye for the kingdom of God is at hand. He was announcing Jesus' ministry. And how did Jesus in Matthew 4 started his ministry? From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent ye, for the kingdom of God is at hand. What does that mean? It means it's two kingdoms. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of the devil that is around us. And Jesus was coming and saying, Repent. What is repent? You see, these days, the word repent is like, oh, oh. But really, that's not it. Repent is to change. You're going one way, you need to turn around and go the other way. You see, that is God's way. Okay? And that was, that's so important right now in what we're living, in the days we're living right now, okay? 
in Matthew 24, you remember what Matthew 24 is about? What is Matthew 24 about? The end time. The end time. And Jesus just start his ministry, uh, not his ministry, but talking about the end time very clear. And what was the first thing he said? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man, what? Deceive you. Don't let me fall into trap. It's so easy to fall into a trap and you think in the Lord. I know I, I you know, <laughs> I did it, you know. So, you know, you have to really check yourself and check the word. That's why the word is so important. That's why we need to memorize the word and we need to know the word because there's going to even come a time. You know what? Everybody's with a cell phone. Great. You know? Oh, I could get my word here in the cell phone. And I use it too. It's great. But all they have to do, oh, you're not going to take the mark. Okay? Take that guy from here. Can I use a cell phone? You know? And then what's with your word? Oh, I have my Bible. Okay? Great. What happens if they take that Bible? What are you going to do? You know? Only the one you have in your heart. That's the only one that can take. And if they take that, well, then, you know, you know, you're going with Jesus. So you don't have to worry about. <laughs> yes. No. Hello? Okay. Oh. I just have to remember to keep it here. You know, because the problem I start, you know. So, okay. So anyway. Take heed that no man deceive you. That's a big message right now that we need to know. Take heed that no man deceive you. So easy. You see, we, you know, we love the Lord. You know, I'm going to tell you one thing. It's kind of a funny story, but, you know, I, I was overseas in a few countries doing, you know, God's work. And, you know, it got the time that I had to leave what I was doing because of my kids were growing up and uh, uh, to start a little business in Venezuela, okay? But I've been always around, you know, brothers and sisters. And, and you know, all of a sudden, you know, I was in the world, really naive, you know? so. We needed to get a business, so we get this old lady. She had a Bible in her desk. I said, yes, I could trust this lady. Well, she, she wasn't really. <laughs> so I learned the hard way. You really need to trust the Lord and be careful with people. You know, I mean, we can even trust in ourselves. You know, we need to trust the Lord. <laughs> So anyway, be careful. <laughs> anyway, for many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ. Well, how do we know? What happens if he comes and says, hey, I am Christ? How do you know? Well, if you turn to your Bible, you know that Jesus is not going to come all of a sudden 
and, and be some place except in Jerusalem when that happens. But, <laughs> but you know, he's not just going to come, you know, all of a sudden to Dallas and he's going to have a big meeting. Here, come and meet me. Why? How do we know? Because the word says so. And at the end, he's going to be every eye, what? Shall see him. Every eye. You cannot hide from it. Every eye. So you know, that Jesus is not really Jesus. Why? Because he said, take heed. You know, the same way he's going up, he's going to come down again. So you know, you know, you know the word. And the problem is, if you don't have it in your heart and you don't know that, they could fool you real quick. You know? You know, the, the, uh, well, we know that the Antichrist is going to come with two horns, right? He's going to say, I'm the Antichrist, right? No. He's going to come like a really nice guy. You know, he really knows it. You're going to go, wow. He really knows. And he looks like he loves me. You know, politicians are good at that. You know, all of a sudden they see Pastor Lou. Oh, Pastor Lou, how are you? You know, I remember you. And you say, wow. They remember me. They don't remember you. They just want your votes. <laughs> and it's the same thing. The devil is the same thing. We need to uh, keep our eyes on Jesus. Okay? And many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. That's the time we're living in. So we need to be on guard. Amen. Then he said, any man shall say unto you, Lo, here, here is Christ. Oh, there. Believe it not. We already talked about that. For there shall arise false Christs and false uh, and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders. That's pretty heavy. Shall show great signs and wonders. In so much that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Who is the very elect? God's people. Amen. So he's 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 gonna come and he's gonna be deceiving. So we need to watch. We need to keep our eyes on the word of God and know is this on the word or if it's not on the word. Okay? Now, it doesn't help to just get one scripture. Oh, look, right here it says so and so. Like in the mouth of one, two or three witnesses the same. The Bible will, you know, teach you what it is where you can follow okay so thank you lord okay <clears throat> wherefore if they shall say unto you behold he is in the desert go not forth behold he is in the secret chambers believe it not and here we go and now we go to daniel you know this is all prophecy we all prophecy students right are we prophecy students yes we are amen and I just took a few here, but this is pretty uh, amazing. It's talking about the Antichrist. And of the ten horns that were in his head, and of the other which came up, before whom three fell. Who is that? 
the Antichrist, right? The beast. Even the, of that little horn that had eyes and a mouth right there. A mouth that spake great things. So he's going to be speaking great things. So we need to watch it. We need to be, we need to have our eyes open. And that get who, whose look was more stout than his fellow. And he shall speak great words against the most high. Again, right here, the words. And shall wear out the saints of the most high. Who are those? Amen. <laughs> And think to change times and laws. And they shall be given unto his hand. Into time. Times. And half a time. How long is that? Three and a half years. Good. Good. You've been teaching them good. That's good. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> and a host. He's talking still. About uh, uh, the Antichrist. And the host was given him against the daily sacrifice by the reason of transgression. And he cast what? The truth to the ground. What is the truth? The Bible. You see, that's why you need to memorize the Bible. You need to have it. I'm not talking about the whole Bible, but you know what is important. It's amazing, but the Lord will bring things into your head, you know. But you need to study it, know it, okay? And know that it's going to come a time that you might not have the physical Bible. You might not be able to open your little uh, 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 cell phone and see the Bible there. Especially if you refuse taking that mark. What is that mark? The mark of who? The beast. <laughs> Good. Okay. Amen. Here. Okay. And now we know about being deceived. Now we're going to talk a little bit of the new age and how it's creeping. You see, the new age is the whole new age is what? What is it? It's just Hinduism packaged for the West. That's all. It's the same thing. You know. It's, a, it's the same thing, the same garbage. Okay, okay. The New Age movement is infiltrating our Christian, let me read from here, but <laughs> our Christian churches. Purpose, their purpose is to change our spiritual views on Christianity. Oh, yes, Jesus, yes. Yes, Jesus is so good. Everything is good. Good. So good. It, it reminds me of the, you know, in India they had this Acha spirit. Yes, yes. Acha, Acha. We call it the Acha spirit. Because anything you tell them, yeah, Acha, Acha. But he's not telling yes or no. It's just Acha, Acha, Acha. You don't know what they're saying. I mean, you could talk to him at the beginning. You think, oh, yes, he's saying yes. <laughs> you know, but it's just the Acha we learned that we needed to call it the Acha spirit and pray against the Acha spirit because it was Acha, whatever, whatever. <laughs> okay. New Age movement, he said, is exposing Christians to mystics believe. Witchcraft. Just witchcraft. That's what it is. 
New Age Movement is, okay. Uh, the New Age Movement is posing to us occult symbols, which they try to come and say, oh, nice little, look, this is nice. There's no problem. It's, it's just so good to put it here on your neck. And, and, and it's a little hand that you're going to see, and it brings you luck. Well, luck. Luck is also a spirit. <laughs> And it's not a nice spirit. It's a dangerous spirit. Okay? <laughs> People get fooled by it. And that's what we are. What, what we have to realize is that there is a spiritual war going on. And the problem is sometimes in church we hear, oh, yeah, it's a war, it's a war, it's a war. And we just lose the notion. It's really a war. And it's a war for your soul. Okay? The devil wants to destroy you he hates you okay so we need to wake up wake up church don't go to sleep you go to sleep for a second and the enemy is gonna what he's gonna attack and we think oh it's so good <laughs> oh yes he feels so good well you know feeling good <laughs> i mean the lord makes us feel good i'm not saying no but this is just the action, you know, oh, yes, good. Everything good, 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 good. We know that everything is not good, good, good. Okay? Amen. <laughs> okay. The devil wants to condition us to ignore these symbols. Therefore, believing nothing is really wrong. I'm sorry. Therefore, believing nothing is really wrong with wearing, oh, that we think that, oh, it's not bad to wear this thing. It's nothing. It's just a little. It's a way for the demons to get in and start attacking you. They don't have a body. So they need a vehicle to come. And it's so nice. You know, we need to be vigilant for the adversary, the devil. As a what? As a roaring lion is seeking whom he may devour. Amen. Okay, in this class, we will be exposing some of their doctrines and a few of the occult symbols and amulets or charms. Many of us may have occult items in our homes. Oh, no, really? Yes. <laughs> Many of us are unaware that these are vehicles for demons to be able to harm you and your family. You and your family. Okay? We all need to be aware. Wake up. Aware, okay? The real war is in the spiritual realm. That's where it is. You see, the devil doesn't come with two horns, you know? He just comes, hi, hi, I like you. You're special, you know? But it's not, you know, it's not really love. It's just a way to come in and fool you. And if you're not aware, it will be like, you know, when I saw that lady with the Bible, I said, oh, she's a Bible-believing. Great. I could trust her. Boy, I don't even want to talk. <laughs> I learned a big lesson there. Okay. Oh, did I pass? Okay, here. Yeah. Okay. The law of attraction. Ooh. The law. Let's see. That's some of the teaching, the law of attraction. Okay. They believe that thinking positive. Oh, 
Yes, Hajj. Oh. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> Believe that thinking positive, having desire is faith. Faith in what? Okay? As they say, for what you want will get you whatever this you desire from God. Because God just wants to give you everything. He just loves you. He wants to give you everything. Well, not really. <laughs> he, he wants to give you what is going to be good for you. Not what is going to harm you. And all these things <laughs> is to harm you. To get you full. To get you to follow. Okay. Believe. Okay. They believe in the idea that like a like Alex, oh, you, you have good vibes. You see, I have good vibes too. You know, we just, you and me. Okay, all the people who are similar to each other often attract one another. Oh, we're good people. We are good, so we are good. Simple terms means things with similar energy levels to each other you see we have the same you know we like good we are good we're good you see it is the same trip of as black magic and white magic oh white magic is good oh the black is yeah it's really bad but the white one is so good no it's a trap to get you in it's a it's a trap to get you through that door and then you oh it's so good. I feel so good. You know, sure you're going to feel good, but it's not really good for you. In Romans 7, 18, sums it up. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. <gasps> what do you mean? Does that mean that I'm not good? No, not really. You know, God is good. <laughs> That's why we need a Savior. You know, that's the problem. The problem is we are sheep. And if we don't have the shepherd, we're going to be. What happens to sheep that wander around? Actually, sheep, what I heard, I, 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 those guys, where, where, they probably know. But is this true that if you give, you know, you let the sheep just eat, eat, they just eat to death? You know, that's what I heard. Huh? Oh, sorry. Sorry, I, I have a problem. Okay, here. Okay, amen. So, okay. So, for, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For the will is present with me. I want to do it. Okay. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. We get sidetracked so easy. Amen. The other one is follow your heart. <laughs> I feel so good. <laughs> yes. Oh, you know, when you first get to India, you don't understand that, you know, but everything is, you say, wow, these people are so cheap. Everything, they, they hurt me. Then you realize they didn't hear a word. It's just, ah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> your, heart, your heart 
is the right guide in everything big. Oh, yes. Mine is so limited. <laughs> Amen. What you want to do is, is determine what, what, what divine element that is in each of us. We are divine. You see, that's coming so much into the church. I hear some talking about, oh, we're little gods. Gee, God needs to ask permission from us before he does anything in the earth. You know, there's a difference. There's a difference. You see, that's how they come, you know. We need to know who we are in Christ. We are commissioned by God in Christ. But Jesus said very clearly, without me, you can do how many things? I didn't hear. What? Nothing. nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. And that's such a lie. It's just the same thing, you know. And you will be as God's knowing good I'm going to be as God. No. You're God's child. Okay? That's why we are the bride. Well, well I'm going to get into that one. But that's why we are the bride of Christ. You know? We belong to him. And we depend on him. Not on ourselves. It's not on ourselves. <laughs> Reminds me, it's a gift of God, not a works. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Here we go. Their heart is deceitful. That's Jeremiah 17, 9. The heart is deceitful about all things and desperately wicked. Really? Yes. That's a heart. Okay. Who can know it? That's amazing. Okay. The carnal man. Carnal nature. Man of the flesh. Unspiritual. Okay, if we if we're not in him, if we're not following the Holy Spirit, under control of ordinary impulses, we follow. Oh, this feels so good. Oh yes. I feel I feel I feel so good. I feel the Lord. You know, it's just a trap of the enemy. Behaving behaving by human standards and like mere unchanged men. Oh, what is that? Oh, to be carnally minded is enmity against God. Did I read it right? No, for to be carnally minded is death. <laughs> but, but to be spiritual minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is what? Enmity against God. It's not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can it be. That's a big thing. Why can't I? Because you can. That's a carnal mind. It's, it's like Nicodemus that you mentioned. It, you know, Nicodemus 3. He couldn't understand. Jesus told him some truth. And how could this be? How could a man enter again into his mother's womb and be born? Because he was thinking in the flesh. Okay? That's our problem. We think in the flesh and we have to rebuke that. You know? That's why. Oops. I went too far. Okay. Oh, okay. This is also another of the teaching. We are little or mini gods. We're little or mini gods. And the serpent, what he says, the serpent was subtle. And he came. God 
God just doesn't want you to know because you, if you eat of this fruit, you're going to be as gods, the gods known good and evil, little gods. And here we're teaching in some churches. <laughs> we are little gods. No. We go in the name of the Lord. We have the authority of the word because the Lord told us. We not about the Lord and all of a sudden, oh God, hi God, how are you? Here. How are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I, I'm so good now. We we partners now, right, God? Here. No, come on. <laughs> you know, that's what that's what happened. Not it didn't happen to hope, but it is talked in, uh, in Job when God says, were you there? You know, when I made the, the I can't remember all the things, but you know, that's right. You know, no, we weren't. No, we weren't. Okay. The enemy wants you to think more of yourself because then he could fool you. And you just, you know, we have a problem. Pride. Pride. Oh, I'm so good. You know, you know what? That That's a battle. And we have to be aware because the enemy, that's where he goes to pride also. Oh, I'm talking in front of everybody and everybody's hearing me. I'm so good. You know, it says pride comes before a, a fall. So be careful. <laughs> anyway, that's what the devil is trying to do. Huh? Okay, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Comes before you. That was your thing. Amen. <laughs> you see, the carnal mind, we cannot trust in it. <laughs> I, I knew I was just trying to get, you know. <laughs> okay. This belief was popularized by many false teachers and pastors. And now there's so-called Christian leaders in the prosperity movement. Wow, look at it. You know, you tell people they're little gods, they're going to come next week. <laughs> you know, and if we get more, I'm going to be more. You know, sounds like uh, the Catholic Church. Oh, if you get more, you know, then God is going to hear your prayers more. You know, it doesn't come a thing of the heart. It comes a thing of, you know, how much could, could you give? That, you know, works. That's right. Amen. The idea is that because we are children of God, we are also many gods. That sounds weird, no? <laughs> and can obtain anything, anything we please, because we are also divine in nature. That's not true. This, we are sons of God by adoption. But we are not the Son of God. <laughs> okay. Amen. So that's just the devil trying to come in. This is the idea that we can become righteous. Or one we got by being sinless. That's all garbage from, from, uh, from the East. You know. Just the same thing as Adam and Eve. Just being deceived. That's the same thing. And not by faith alone. No, no, no. We need to help because we are so good. We are not good. I'm sorry. 
You shall be as gods. We know that. Genesis 3, 4 to 5. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. That was a lie. <laughs> okay. You shall surely die. For God does know that in the day that you eat thereof, your eyes shall be open. Oh, that was true. Your eyes were going to be open. And you shall be as God's knowing good and evil. Amen. We might not be able to finish this today, but anyway, someday we could come. <laughs> okay. Okay. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. I like this. Okay. Ephesians 6.12. For we wrestle not against flesh and uh, blood. I'm sorry. But against what? Principalities. It is a spiritual fight. Against power. Against the rulers of darkness. Darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's what we need to be aware. Open our eyes. You see confusion. Yes, it's this way. Oh, no, it's the other way. Yes, and, and yeah, but I'm good. I'm good. Let, let's go. Let's keep going. That's, that's what the devil wants you to be confused, you know. But the truth is very simple. We are followers of the Lord Jesus. We are not mini gods, you know. We're not going to go, oh, hi, God, hereby. Yes. I have come to your place. Now we could work together, God. No, it doesn't work like that. That's just the devil trying to get you to fall. Just the same as the beginning of all. Eunice. No, oneness. Oneness. Oh, the idea that all roads lead to heaven. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, the idea that all roads lead to heaven. That's what they, that's, oh, yes. And now the Pope is, you know, making all these things, you know, that all the religious, it's just the same. It's the same God, you know. It's the same God, you know. Look, what did Jesus said? All that came before me were what? Thieves and robbers. Who were they? All the other guys that said, and afterwards too, because it was Muhammad that came afterwards. But you know, if you see it was if you see all this religion as you really get into it, it's confusion. It is confusion. It is confusion. Total confusion. You know? It's not the same. You know? With God this order, with God you know what you need to do, you need to follow and you need to, you know, be happy in Jesus. But he doesn't promise us a rose garden. Oh, everything is going to be good. You know, once you receive Jesus, everything is going to be good. No, because we are at war. This is our battleground. Well, actually, what we see is not maybe our battleground. Uh, is part. It's in the spirit world. Okay? We have fallen. We are in the devil has put a hench around us and we need to the Lord makes a way so we could go out but he's gonna he the devil is gonna say oh you received Jesus oh 
Okay, I'm not going to touch you anymore then. Okay. You, you, you know, <laughs> that's when he starts fighting. It's a fight. It's a fight. And he always tries to get us, you know, our pride up, up. Okay. This is the false teaching that one can believe in Jesus and at the same time practice other faith. That is just, that's what the Pope is doing right now. Which, if you read your Bibles, if you read, right, uh, Pastor Sam, you know, you know that in the end time that's what's going to happen. You know, the Antichrist is going to come, you know, and, you know, believe in everything. And then all of a sudden he's going to come. I am, you know, and... The Lord's going to let them have a little time there. But, you know, you know how that goes. Okay. <laughs> Jesus is the only door to heaven. In John 10, 8 to, uh, 8 to 10, it says, All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. Amen. I am the door by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. There's no other way. Okay? And shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill. That's what he wants to do with you. He wants to kill you. Skill you spiritually at least. You know? <clears throat> Okay, okay. Uh, and to kill and to destroy. I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. That's Jesus. That's what God wants. He wants the best for us. The devil doesn't want the best for us. And it's a fight and we need to keep fire. <clears throat> Amen. Itching ears. Oh, we see that today. Itching ears. <laughs> so nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Jesus is going to come and pick us up before because, you know, he's not going to let us go through tribulation. That's hard times. You know, we might not do what we want to do. That means that we have to die for Jesus. He already died for us. You know, we don't have to do that. You know, we could party and before things get bad, then we're just going to go and take a, a trip with Jesus. He's going to come and take us. Right? Rescue rapture. Right? No. 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 <laughs> and immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun be darkened. Amen. Amen. So, and then... Then it went after. Then they shall see the sign of the Son of God coming where? In the clouds that we know is the, you know. <laughs> Amen. So that's it. You know. Oh, Jesus just came here to Dallas. You know, <laughs> let's go and see him. You know, that's a bunch of baloney. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> itching ears. For the time will come when they will endure. They will not endure, I'm sorry. Sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap of themselves teaching. Teachers having itchy ears. You guys are the best. Yeah, you're the best. Because you're <laughs> children of God. 
But you know what I mean, you know. They, oh yes, just oh, oh, oh. we don't have to we don't have to go through tribulation. We don't have to go through hard times. Well, sorry, when you got saved, have you gone through hard times? Yes? And is that God's will? Well, really, it's because we are at war. But he promised he will never leave us nor forsake us. That he promised. Okay? So that we could trust. We need to learn to trust in him. Jesus did what he saw his father do. Now look at this. You know, they teach many gods. God cannot do anything without our permission. Because I heard that, you know, they say that, you know, that. God can really not do anything on earth without our permission. He needs to ask our permission. Come on. You know, wake up. <laughs> wake up. Jesus. Who is Jesus? The Son of God. The only begotten of the Father. That's a big thing. <laughs> okay. That's a big thing. We are not it. He is, and we are with him right behind. That's why we are his pride. We go right behind. We almost there, right? <laughs> we have about three minutes, but let, let me finish this and maybe we could continue another time. Okay, John 5.30. I cannot my own self do nothing. Who said that? Jesus. That's a pretty heavy thing. You mean that Jesus couldn't do anything of himself. Know what he saw his father do. Okay. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just. Because I seek not my own will. But the will of the father. Which has sent me. That's what Jesus said. And now we could be so. Oh yes. Uh, uh, God came to me yesterday uh, and talked to me, you know, if he could, you know, <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> Come on, that's pride. That's how the devil gets you, you know. <laughs> God can do anything he wants. According, he, he put limits because of the law he knows, you know. So if God put, who are we to think that we are, you know. <laughs> we, look how far we've fallen. You know, so we need Jesus. We need the Father. We need to follow. And as Jesus followed the Father, who do we need to follow? Jesus. Amen. That's it. Amen. <clears throat> John five nineteen. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Barely, barely, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself but what he sees his Father do. The only begotten Son of the Father, God in the flesh, said that. Okay, okay. In other words, God came in the flesh. <laughs> Sorry, maybe it sounded weird like that. But anyway, okay. For what things soever He does, this also does the Son likewise. He copied the Father. I think we came to the end. Well, I, I think we could continue maybe another time, you know. But uh, thank you for coming. Thank you, everybody over there, and. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Welcome, Spirit of Prophecy Church, and all of those that are watching on live stream. So happy to have you here this morning. 
It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood here. Uh, it was raining this morning. I didn't know it was going to rain this morning. We have a pool party later this, this afternoon. But hey, you know, God is good. It's not raining now. So uh, they'll be able to still get in the pool. And I think they would anyway because it was just that nice little rain coming down. And we needed it. So it was, it was, it was a nice thing. Anyway, so we're so glad to have you here today. And for those of you that are visiting first time online or some of you that are first time here, we're so happy to have you. Uh, please get with one of uh, the other uh, church members here. Make sure that you can fill out the little form here so we know that you are, um, you know, some of the, your needs that you may have, some prayer requests you might have, uh, things that you might have questions of. We'd be happy to answer those. And for those of you that are uh, watching online, you can uh, go to ask and then that little symbol at, pro at prophecyclub.com if you have any questions also or contact at spiritofprophecychurch.com that's the one she wants me to use so contact at that little swivel turn and then you know what i'm talking about at spiritofprophecychurch.com i hope they do because i'm just you know, i need to like a hold up a no will that work i don't know all right so a couple of a couple of announcements just real quick uh watchman's trumpet i hope that you're going to sign up online to come to that that's september 6th through 8th leslie and you want to talk about that uh some of you guys went last year and how powerful it is just those people constantly getting up and praying and our nation needs it all of us need it for one way or another it's something that's so powerful he says two or more come and gather in the name of jesus christ right Mm -hmm. That's what we're doing. It's not about the religion. It's not about anything else. It's not for anybody's purpose to get up there and show them who they are, or what they do. It's about there to come together in unity and pray for our church and pray for our land and our nation and the leaders behind it and make sure that they are making 100% correct decisions and that God's hand would be there. So it's really, really important that we share it with our family, friends, and loved ones to come join, be a part of it. Doesn't matter what your religion they are. Doesn't matter where they come from. Well, it matters that they call on the name of Jesus. So yes. I guess you say religion. Maybe I guess de that's denomination. True. Call on the name of Jesus. Probably denomination. denomination. Yeah, yeah. We don't want Buddhists or anything there. That might be a little <laughs> awkward for them. Um, I don't think they would show up anyways, or they'd show up and leave yeah, one right. way or another. Um, so yeah, share it with your family, friends. It's really powerful, and we need we need the prayer. Also, I need volunteers. So if you haven't already seen Sharonda, if you can help volunteer, please go back there and see her and she'll get your information. If you're online and you've attended one of them or some of the crusades, please uh, email us at contact at spiritofprophecychurch.com and we'll make sure we can uh, communicate with you and see where we can place you for a volunteer position. Um, obviously, overnight hours is the most difficult. So even if we but that's the most three, powerful spiritual warfare true. time. That's so true. those of you that love spiritual warfare, that might be the time you need to sign up. Mm -hmm. And so what what we typically do is kind of give you little stretches, two, three hours here, four hours here. If you can do the full six hours, that's great. So we're not going to work you to death all night long. Um, we're not going to make sure that you're you're wide and awake. If you're getting tired, we'll replace you. So it, we want you to come. We want you to be part of us, and we do need the help and volunteers. So. Yes, and they could go to watchmanstrumpet.com and sign up to come to the Solemn Assembly in September 6th, 7th, and 8th. Make sure you go to watchmanstrumpet.com and, and, and sign up as soon as you can. Um, also, Cambodia, I just want to talk about some of the things that we are needing. We're still needing some of your uh, used cell phones uh, that you're not, well, that you're not using anymore, old ones, but they still work, or laptops. 
um, iPads, tablets, any kind of electronics like this, we, we want them. You can send that to, I've been saying the wrong address, but it's 1719 Angel Parkway, and that's Allen, Texas. 75002. Oh, and it's suite 112 or number 112. So it's 1719 Angel Parkway, number 222, and that's Allen, Texas, 75002. Um, we also have a basket up here for those of you here at the church. You can, for those of you that are physically here, you can bring some of your old electronics and physically give those to Pastor Lou. But also, um, we ask for your donations here. We've only received $35 for it for to help with some of the electronics, and that's not gonna go very far. Won't go far at all. Won't get anything at all. Even if we get refurbished um, electronics or some kind of laptop, that's not gonna do it. So I just ask that, you know, just ask the Lord what he'd have you give above and beyond what your tithes and offerings are to the church. But, you know, uh, we have a real need here. We have some missionaries that need to go to Cambodia, Pastor Lou and Sun He were, are going to be going and a couple of other people with our church hopefully as soon as they can you know COVID's stopped that for right now but we do want to bless the people and that's one of our outreaches right now is to is to Cambodia so I ask that you give just encourage you to give um, I think that's everything so if you'll please stand we'll pray if you'd ever like to join us the Spirit of Prophecy Church that you live in the area, please come and see us. Um, the address is 2540 Avenue K in Plano, Texas. So we ask that you come and visit us and be a part. We we're, we're really uh, want people that are like-minded to be part of this, this congregation. It's much different when you can physically be here versus online. So I encourage you that if you live in the area to please come. And if you're ever passing through and you're watching us online, then we'd love to have you come. So let's just raise our hands. Let's bow our heads. Dearly Father, we just come boldly before your throne of grace and mercy. And Lord, I thank you that we can come and, and ask for your presence here because we desire the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit to be present in this place. That everything be done decently and in order. That we would hear your voice and that we would have like a word from you this morning, Lord, that's going to encourage us, to edify us, to build us up, to guide us, direct us and just incite us to go forth go forth and deliver the message that you want us to deliver from you lord we ask that those that could not be with us for whatever sickness today lord specifically priscilla i just lift her up right now in prayer Lord, we ask that the peace of the holy spirit go to her comfort her right now and lord that when and when and if she has to have surgery that the doctors that you guide their hands that you give them insight as to what they need to do Lord, we ask right now that you continue to keep the, the pain at bay and that keep it away and that you would just dissolve those kidney stones so that she would not have to have surgery. Lord, we thank you. We give you praise and honor and glory. We thank you for what you're doing in her life. And Lord, I thank you that she's such a witness for you, even where she's at right now in that hospital. And so, Lord, I also lift up John. I was told, I'd, I told that we would pray for him here at this church this morning. Lord, John is... Uh, He's not far part of this congregation, but he's from a friend that is part of the congregation. And he is, he's really needing, um, he's really needing a touch from you, a spiritual touch from you, a guidance from you. He just needs to hear your voice, Lord, and be obedient to your voice. So we ask in the name of Jesus that you give him a dream, give him a vision, that you would speak to him, Lord. And also, Lord, we just pray for his health, that he be in good health. 
And Lord, whatever ailment is upon his body, we command in the name of Jesus that, it, that he is healed. And we thank you, Lord, that all those evil spirits that are affecting him are gone right now in Jesus' name because we cast them out. We command them to leave him right now in Jesus' name. And, Lord, I pray for the church here and those that are watching online. Whatever need that they may have, Lord. Lord, there's some. And if there's some, if it's, as I call these things out, just raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. And Lord, if there's some that need a job here or a different job, just say, Lord, that's me. Just give me guidance. Open the, open the doors that no man can shut and shut the doors that man, no man can open. Show me the way. That's me. I just need that. I need that, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. And, Lord, for those that need that healing, anointing, that healing touch from you, that they need that miracle from you, we just ask right now, say, that's me, Lord. That's me. I'm crying out to you, and I need your healing touch right now. We command that spirit of infirmity to leave their bodies right now in Jesus' name. Lord, if there's any kind of ligament or tears or any kind of broken bones in the name of Jesus, we just declare that they're healed, that they're mended right now in Jesus' name. So that's me. That's me, Lord. I just need you to see my hand. I'm just raising it to you. I need your touch right now in Jesus' name. Lord, there's some that just need that financial breakthrough. They need that blessing. They need that breakthrough right now in Jesus' name. They've been waiting and waiting and waiting for the breakthrough. But now, now's the time, Lord. I just ask that you burst that bubble that's been holding their funds. Lord, just let it come forth right now in Jesus' name. Release it to them. Release it to them. Just shake, just raise your hand. Say, Lord, that's me. I just need that so much. Some, Lord, just need a place. They need a place to live, a different place to live. Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that you see their hand. You see that that's me, that they're calling out to you. Say, Lord, deliver me. Deliver me from this place. I need another place to live. I need to be set free. Lord, I, they're saying that I need to have something different for myself where I can afford it and that it's financially uh, feasible for me and that it'll be a blessing from you lord just see their hands and let them just say yes lord this is me that's what i need i have need of i pray right now in the name of jesus someone just needs um, a new pair of glasses they're struggling right now to even have that new pair of glasses lord i ask in the name of jesus you see their hand you see their hand saying that's me that's me i need a way i need a way lord i need my vision healed and, Lord, I need, I need to be able to have the finances. I need to have the provision to be for those, that, those, those glasses. And I thank you, Lord. Lord, we give you praise. We give you honor. And we give you glory. And we thank you. We thank you for what you do in our lives. And, Lord, I thank you for the praise and worship that's going to go up before your throne, of day, throne room of day, today. And, Lord, let it just be a sweet savor because our hearts, we want them right before you. Now, let us set aside every heavy weight as we go to praise and worship our God this morning. Lord, bless this service. Anoint the service. Anoint the praise and worship service. And, Lord, anoint those people that are watching online. In Jesus' name. And all the church said, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord praise in here as we come to praise and worship him today. Hallelujah. Lord, we come humbly before you to give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. You are King of kings and Lord of lords. Open up our ears to hear and our hearts to receive what you have for us this morning. Hallelujah. Come on, let's put our hands together.
God of firm foundation, our rock, the only solid ground, as nations rise and fall. Kingdoms once strong now shaken, but we trust forever in your name, the name of Jesus. We trust the name of Jesus. You are the only King forever. Almighty God, we lift you higher. You are the only King forever. Forevermore, you are victorious, you are the only king forever. Almighty God, we lift you higher, you are the only king forever. Forevermore, you are victorious. Hallelujah. Come on, let me hear you singing hallelujah. Come on, I didn't hear you singing hallelujah. There you go, you're free. Unmatched in all your wisdom, in love and justice you will reign, and every knee will bow. Hallelujah, that would be great. We bring our expectations, our hope, is anchored in your name. Come on. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. You are the only King forever. Almighty God, we lift you higher. You are the only King forever. Forevermore, you are victorious. You are the only King forever. Almighty God, we lift you higher. You are the only King forever. Forevermore, you are victorious. Yes, you are King of kings and Lord of lords. Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Father God, we lift up our prayers to you. Let it be a sweet sound into your ear. Our praise is hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. King of kings, we cry out to you. Hear the cries of our hearts, Father God. You are worthy and worthy to be praised. Hallelujah, sing it, Jesus. Victorious, you are the only king forever. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! 
on, let's put our hands together. Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful, where the streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name when I'm found in the desert place, though I walk through the wilderness. Blessed be your name. And every blessing you pour out, I, I turn back to praise. Every darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Blessed be your name when the sun is shining down on me. When the world's all as it should be. Blessed be your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be your name on the roads marked with suffering. When the pain in the offering, blessed be your name. Come on, every blessing. And every blessing you pour out, I, I turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Sing it, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Oh, you give and take away. You give and take away. My heart will choose to say, Blessed will be your name. And every blessing you pour out, I turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. You give and take away. You give and take away. My heart will choose to say, Blessed be your name. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I say, Blessed be the name. Hallelujah. Praise you, 
worship His holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, I worship His holy name. Your sun comes up, it's a new day dawning. It's time to sing your song again. Whatever may pass and whatever lies before me, let me be singing when the evening comes. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul. Come on. I worship His holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul. I worship Your holy name. You're rich in love and you're slow to anger. Your name is great. And your heart is kind For all your goodness I will keep on singing Ten thousand reasons for my heart to find Bless the Lord, oh my soul Oh my soul I worship His holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul. I worship Your holy name. Dawn that day when my strength is failing. The end draws near. And my time has come Still my soul will sing your praise unending Ten thousand years and then forevermore Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus Oh, thank the Lord, oh, my soul Oh, my soul Worship His holy name. Come on, worship like never, like never before. Oh, my soul, I worship Your holy name, Jesus. Who oh, bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul. I worship His holy name. Like never before, oh, my soul, worship your holy name. Come on, sing in that worship. I worship your holy name. I worship your holy
Lord, we love you so much. Jesus, lover of my soul. Jesus, I will never let you go.
my closest friend. I will worship you until the very end. Hallelujah. Just think of the Lord praising here this morning. Just worship him this morning. Tell him how much you love him. Hallelujah. Who's intercessors in here? Let me see your hands. And for those of you who are watching online, you raise your hand. That's a proclamation. That's a declaration. You're saying, yes, that's me. I am an intercessor. Do you know we're all called to be intercessors, every one of us? So all of us, let's raise our hands. We are intercessors. We are an intercessor. Now, who of you are a prayer warrior? If you're a prayer warrior, all the hands should stay standing up. Now, who are you are a prayer warrior for the USA? Raise your hands. Come on. All of those that are watching online. I'm calling you. I'm calling you from the north, south, east, and west. I'm calling all the intercessors. I'm calling all the prayer warriors. I'm saying come forth. Come forth and unite as one in one accord. Come forth. Come forth and lock arms. Lock arms and be united. I'm calling you in. I'm calling forth the finances to the Lord, to the people. I'm calling it forth to them right now in Jesus' name that it would fall from the heavens and fall in their laps. And they say, this is a gift from you I was not expecting. I am here. I am here. I'm calling you forth right now in the name of Jesus. September 6th, 7th, and 8th to unite with us, to unite with us, to unite with us, to unite with us. In the name of Jesus, there's more authority when those that are like-minded get together and lock those arms. That locks those arms and say, you enemy, you will not get past. You will not win. We declare in the name of Jesus, all of us prayer warriors in the name of Jesus, we declare right now, you lose. You lose, devil. You lose. Jesus wins. Jesus wins. Hallelujah. As a prophet of God, I call you in. I call you in. Make a way. Make a way. He will make a way. There seems no way. He will make a way. I know some of you are saying, I have to work. But God will make a way. I know that some of you are saying, that's my vacation day. But God says, I'm the one that gave you that vacation. So come and serve me. Come and serve me. Praise the Lord. Turn to Isaiah 41. Isaiah 41, verse 10. Hallelujah. Reverence the Lord right now. You know what? I love the United States of America. And the devil's trying to cause confusion. Confusion on this land. Causing confusion. He's causing there to be an embarrassment of our nation. I challenge you to go to anywhere north, south, or east, west outside the boundaries of the United States and see how you like that country. For all of you that are saying, I'm embarrassed of the United States of America, then go to another country and see how you like it. This is the United States of America. God had this country to be our foundations on Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Yes, the enemies come in. But you know what? We are greater. They're greater. Remember Gideon. Thousands and thousands he was going to have to fight. And how many ended up? 
How many? 300 men. 300. And we're calling more than that to this first, there's a solemn assembly. More that's going to lock arms and declare, come and be a part. Come and be a part. Yes, Leslie, and say it. Come and say what you just said in the microphone. Come and do what? To take our nation back. To take it back. It's not about Trump. It's about Christians uniting and taking it back. It's not about one man. It's about us. It's up to us. Judgment begins in where? The household of God. Guess what? It's because of us, of this judgment. Not because the sinners on this land, not because of those in the, in the, the uh, government that we don't like. It's because of us. It is time to take a stand. And it's time to unite. Hallelujah. Time to unite. Set aside those days. September 6, 7, and 8. Now go to Isaiah 41, 10. The Lord says in his word, fear thou not, for I'm with thee. Be not dismayed. Hallelujah. Do you believe that? You don't have to fear, but we do need to rise up. For I am thy God, and I will strengthen thee, and he will give you the finances. He will give you the days off and reward thee for humbling yourself on your face before him. And calling on his name for righteousness to return. For I am thy God, and I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will behold thee, uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they shall strive with thee, shall perish. They will be as nothing. Our words will not be as nothing. Our words will be powerful. Our words will cause the enemy to have confusion in their camp. It's time for us to unite. Thou shalt seek them and shall not find them, even them that contended with thee. They that war against thee shall be as nothing and as a thing of naught. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Everyone say, fear not, not. I will help thee. He will help us. There's something, there's something in the spirit realm when we unite, come together. It's the enemy, because of this COVID, has called confusion in the enemy's camp. Saying it's easier to stay at home and just watch online in my pajamas with my coffee in my hand. There's sacrifice when you serve the Lord. There's sacrifice when you serve the Lord. There's sacrifice when you serve the Lord. But it's a reward. A reward like you can never, ever get on your own. Fear not. That, am I on my 14? Am I, okay. Fear not, thou warm Jacob, and ye men of Israel. I will help thee, saith the Lord. And thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, behold, I will make thee a new sharp threshing instrument having teeth. Do you have teeth? Real or not? Do you have teeth? 
Can you growl? Rawr. I know Enzo can. Rawr. Well, that was kind of weak. You got to scare me. If he roars, you roar back like a roaring lion. He's going to come in at you, so you're going to roar back, right? He's going to give you a new sharp instrument. That sharp instrument's not given to the devil. I mean, we have to have faith and we have to believe. Having teeth that thou shalt thresh the mountains and beat them small and shall make the hills a shaft. Then shall fan them and the wind shall carry them away and the whirlwind shall scatter them. And thou shalt rejoice in the Lord and shall glory in the Holy One in Israel. We have needy people here on this earth. We have needy people here in the United States of America. You know, Stan says, call the missionaries back. <laughs> we need you, right? When the poor and the needy seek water and there is none and their tongue filleth for thirst, I, the Lord, will heal them, hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open rivers and high places and fountains in the midst of, can you turn that page? valleys i will make the wilderness a pool of water and thy dry land springs of water i will plant in the wilderness the cedar the sheeta tree and the myrtle and the oil tree i will set it in the desert for the fir tree and the pine and the box tree together that they may see and what and know and what and consider and understand together that the hand of the lord had done this and the holy of it, one of Israel hath created it. Amen. God has created the United States of America. Amen. Are you going to be a part that you could raise your hand and say, Lord, I sacrificed. Lord, I came. Lord, I locked arms. Lord, I said I will come and I will cry out to you. And I'll believe and I'll agree with those intercessors and those prayer warriors. And I will agree with them. Everything that's said that's done decently and in order. And I will see that your hand is upon this land. Amen. Once again. You know, we've made a dent. We need to make it bigger. We need to tear down the walls. We don't just need to make a dent anymore. We need to tear down the walls. Amen. Tear them down. Time to do that Jericho march. Time to do those prophetic acts. It's time to slaughter the devils. It's time to win. You know, we as Christians, we say, you know, we have, we have dignity about us. We also have, um, we're also very kind. We also uh, poise ourselves on saying we're not going to lower ourselves to the devil's standards. And while that's all good and it's all fine, it's time we say no more. Because the Lord thy God is watching. Are you going to turn because you're weak? Are you going to stand because you're strong? I pray in the name of Jesus, I've convicted everyone in here. I pray in the name of Jesus, I've convicted everyone watching online and those that are going to watch online and that they're going to say, Lord, you're calling me. Find a way. 
I call in the name of Jesus, peace be in the home. Peace be in the homes where there's conflict of whether that person should come and pray. Peace be in the way. Peace be there right now in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you that you've made a way. And I thank you, Lord, for calling them from the north, south, east, and west. And we'll come in one accord. And let's lock arms. Let's lock arms in this place in unity right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord. I praise your holy name. Lord, while there might be small in numbers in this church, we are powerful and we unite. And Lord, we desire and we say that we agree that you're our God, our Savior, our King, our Master. And Lord, we praise you. We praise you for putting us in this nation. We praise you, Lord, for giving us opportunity. And Lord, we're going to go with you and say we're taking it back. We're not going to put it into the devil's hands anymore. We're not going to give up, Lord. We're not giving up, devil. We're not giving up. For we are now rising right now. We arise in one accord. And we take back the land that the enemy was besought in. We take it back. And we declare you give it back to God's people right now in Jesus' name. And Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that you help us to do better. At keeping our land. Give us Give us, Lord, the, the strength. Give us the boldness that we need. In Jesus' name. Watchmanstrumpet.com. God bless. God bless each one of you. Let's give the Lord praise in here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, we love you so much. We're not doing nonsense. We're not going to do nonsense anymore, Lord. Forgive us for turning and not looking at what was in front of us. Let us see it clearly. Heavenly Father, I just come before you this morning. I thank you for this man of God. I thank you, Lord, for not only him being my husband and the father of our children, but, Lord, I thank you that he's the father of this church and also the Prophecy Club. And, Lord, that he's raising up men, women, children. He's rallying the troops to do your work, Lord. He's training and equipping your people to do the work, Lord. Lord, continue to give this apostle the vision. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I know that he said, Lord, if you only send me, I'll go. And Lord, I know that you're sending others. Because you're helping him to have sons and daughters. That are going to be raised up and they're following. They're following the leader of this man. So Lord, I ask right now in the name of Jesus that you anoint him. Anoint him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for the message that is going to be coming forth. And Lord, let it penetrate our being. And give us ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy. 
For all nations shall come and worship before thee when thy judgments are made manifest. And Lord, we would pray that your Holy Spirit, the seven lamps of fire burning before the throne of God, the seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into the, all the earth, would come into the room. We ask your Holy Spirit to come in. We ask for those tongues of fire to begin to set upon people, those people that are praying. And Lord, we pray it happen and start here today, but we also pray that if it doesn't, it will for sure start at the solemn September assembly, September 6, 7, and 8. As you have prophesied in the last days, it will come again. As you prophesied through Dana Coverstone, that it will come again. It will come to those people that are praying, and Lord, we are calling, as the prophet said, we are calling those people for the north, south, east, and west to come in to the solemn September assembly. Yes, you can watch at home, but like she said, there's a price to pay. And there is more power when you watch online rather than going into the upper room and watching the tongues of fire, right? Wrong. Like she said, there's more power when we lock hands. When we lock arms, when we raise our shofars, no brass, no man-made instruments, when we raise that shofar and we blow seven long, loud blasts just like they did to make the walls fall because we're going to make the walls fall of the devil. Amen. And we're going to command that there's 300 or more people come to this meeting just like they did with Gideon. That's good. 300 or more people come in. We're going to blow the shofars precisely at sundown, 742, September the 6th. And we're going to blow them again precisely at Excuse me, 7.44 is sundown. 7.42 is sundown two days later. There's a two-minute change. We're going to plow them, plow them again at the end of it. Why? Because the shofar is a sign of war. Because the devil has taken over our nation, and we are taking it back in Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. No, it's not easy. Frankly, I don't really want to do it. I don't want to do another 48-hour fast. I don't want to be up till wee hours of morning fasting. I don't want to do it. It's a whole lot easier to stay home, let the Russians attack, suitcase nukes go off, see our economy fall apart. It's a whole lot easier. Or is it? It's not. The easiest way is in the battle. And I choose to fight. Amen? Okay. Turn me down just here. It's a little bit of a ring. So... I'm going to tell you this story because I want you to know that I know that this is Jesus that brought this to you. Nothing I did. So Saturday afternoon as I do, I fell to my knees and I said, Lord, I humble myself before you. I know that I'm nothing but grass before the great and mighty God, the creator of the universe. I ask you to make me a New Testament preacher, a preacher of Jesus, a preacher of righteousness. What do you want me to say? And I heard real clear. Mark 3 and John 9. Okay, well, what's Mark 3 and John 9? Because I promise at that moment I did not know. But how many know that there is a God in heaven that loves you? He wants to show you something special. And he's begun showing us something special within the New Testament part of it, not just in the prophecies. But I've noticed that a lot of times I still see prophecy in there. I don't know why, but... Mark 
this is really the, the, the primary part of what I'm trying to say today. And he goeth up into a mountain, this is talking about Jesus, and calleth unto him whom he would, and they came unto him. See, I believe, you people sitting in the room, you people watching online, I believe that you're not here of your own choice. What? No. I believe that God has called us from the mountain to the mountain. From the mountain. He's calling us from his mountain up in heaven now to once again meet in that new Jerusalem on top of that mountain of God. And he goeth up into a mountain. So Jesus, in this case, what well, he did literally 2,000 years ago, he went to a mountain and he called on him whom he would. I believe you're the whom he would. I believe we are the whom he would. I believe those people that are gathered in the solemn September assembly are whom he would. I believe he's called us. Now think about this. How many people would pray for America? Not very many. Most people don't even know that there's a problem. If they don't know there's a problem, they're not going to pray. How many people would fast for 48 hours? You know, that at the last solemn September assembly, it was shocked me. But there was many people said, well, this is the first time I've ever fasted in my life. What? And you're a Christian? You call yourself a Christian? Should we not be fasting every week? I mean, if you're on the fast track team, I think it's 878 weeks now. We've been fasting every week for 878 weeks. And someone comes in and says, first time I fasted. What? Fasting. Remember Jesus said, the disciples said to him, why couldn't we cast the devil out? And Jesus said, because these kind goeth not out unless you chew gum. Right? Oh, these kind, not, unless you go to McDonald's. By fasting and prayer. See, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, not flesh. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds, loosen the angels to do warfare. We have to understand that we, we have been given all power over all of the serpents and scorpions, and nothing by any means shall hurt us. We have to understand that when we pray, the prayers of a righteous man and woman availeth a little bit. Much. We send out those prayers into the heavenlies, and they are like a sword of the Spirit going to destroy. The devil wonders why he can't win. It's because of me. And you. <laughs> it's because... I turned to somebody the other day, I said, you know what? The platforms, I started to say the name of the platform. The platforms are taking people off because they're talking about, I can't say that or they'll take us off. Or they're talking about, I can't say that. Or they're talking about, they don't understand, I'm their problem. You're their problem. The problem's at the solemn September assembly. The devil's problem is us. We're his problem. And let's just tell you, it's about to get a whole lot worse. Because we're going to get the victory of this thing. He's calling us from a mountain. He's called us not by accident. 
Okay, it's not, was not our decision <laughs> because the flesh would prefer to stay home in pajamas like she's talking about and have a cup of coffee. Yeah. I am ready to go to war because I love my country. And by the way, this is not about just loving the flag, just loving the Pledge of Allegiance. I love all that. I love the fact that here we can worship freely. Our nation was not formed so that we could have freedom, whether you want to have religion or not. It's freedom so we could worship Jesus the way we choose. Amen. Okay, now I'm getting warm. Would you turn the other fan on me? He's called us from a mountain. He's called us from the mountaintop, heaven. He's calling us down here who he would. He's calling us to come and serve. To come into the battle. Amen. All right, now, first of all, Mark 3. <laughs> I got up off my knees. I said, Mark 3, John 9. What is in Mark 3 and John 9? Mark 3 and John 9? I didn't know. But God has done us a very big favor by showing us a secret. He's shown us a secret in Mark 3 and John 9. We'll start at Mark 4. We start at Mark 4. Maybe it was Mark 4. Mark 4. Well, technical difficulties. <laughs> See? <laughs> technical difficulties. Okay. And he began to teach at the seaside, and there was gathered in him a great multitude. So they entered into the ship and sat in the sea, and a whole multitude by the sea of the land. And he taught them many things in parables, and said unto them in his doctrine, Hearken. Behold, there went out a sword, a sword. And we all, all know this story, but we're going to show you something deeper in it. And it came to pass as he sowed, some of the seed fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. See, right now, we're trying to get people to come into churches, trying to get people to receive Jesus. But so many times they're saying, oh, I, I can remember when I was a kid, I really liked this, this, this uh, program on Wednesday nights called My Favorite Martian. I didn't like going to church on Wednesday night because My Favorite Martian was on. You know what I'm saying? But see, that's the devil. That's what they do. They try. He tries to bring entertainment to pull us away from Christ. So in my case, it was My Favorite Martian. I like My Favorite Martian. Rather than going to, I mean, you know, 12, 13-year-old kid, who would rather go to church than watch My Favorite Martian? You know? And some fell on stony ground where it had not much earth and immediately sprang up because it had no depth of earth. Meaning, some people come to Jesus, you've seen them, oh man, I got saved. And then two or three weeks later, same old cussing, same old smoking, same old stuff, same old carousing. Because they accepted Jesus for a little. Have you ever talked to somebody that said, oh, well, I'm a Christian. Well, I, I see how. I accepted Jesus. I don't know when, but I mean, it was a long time ago. Well, do you have a testimony? What, what do you mean? Well, I mean, can you what, tell me about you receiving Jesus. What happened? Uh, I don't know. I, I just I prayed a prayer. And they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. In other words, if someone says, Oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. Tell me your testimony. How did you get saved? What happened? 
How many of you have a story like that? Wah! Yeah, let me tell you what happened to me. I got one. If you don't have one, then you got to ask yourself, you really saved? See, it's saying here, some of the seed fell on stony ground. Oh, yeah, they accepted Jesus for a little bit. But then, when the sun came up, it was scorched. In other words, a little difficulty. Then it withered away. Some fell on thorns. Who are the thorns? The thorns are the people that, well, they, they accepted Jesus, but, you know, the church was too far. The praise and worship was too loud. The preaching wasn't so good. And the people didn't make me feel warm and comfortable. Would it help if I winked with it? I'm not so good winking with the right eye, so. <laughs> Thorns grew up and choked it and it yielded no fruit. Others fell like the spirit of prophecy, church people. The solemn assembly people, they fell on good ground. And as a result, some came 30, 60, and 100 fold. Now, what does that mean? It means that some of us can win 30 people to the Lord, some 60, some 100. But notice it didn't say some win one. Well, one is better than nothing, right? But 30 is, 30, 30 is even better. Now the purpose of the parable. And when he was alone, they were about with him, the, the twelve asked him of the parable, and he said unto them, Unto you is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand. There's some people, they hear something, but it's only like on a superficial basis. But today, what we're trying to do is dig a little deeper, and I think I'm going to show you something a little deeper than perhaps what you've seen in these scriptures before. That seeing they might see. Some people ask Jesus into the heart just so they can go to heaven. Some people ask Jesus into the heart so they get their sins forgiven, and those are good reasons. But the real reason is so that we can go to work, so we can serve. Amen? Amen? Seeing they may see, perceive, and hearing they may hear, and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted, and their sins should be forgiven them. And they said unto him, Know ye not this parable? And how then you know all the parables? So then he goes in to explain it. These are they that fall by the wayside. Satan comes and takes away the word. The stony ground of those people have no root. A little bit of trouble comes, they walk away. The, the, storm, the thorns are the cares of the world. Deceitfulness of riches. What does deceitfulness mean? It means it's a deception. I remember I was talking, I've told this story a couple of times. I was talking to Leslie's dad, which was a very wealthy man. So I turned to him and I said, uh, so what's it like having a lot of money? I thought that was a very good question. I was very interested to hear his, his answer. He said, well, it's not all it's cracked up to be. He said, you think that when you get a lot of money, all your problems go away. He said, but all you do is get a bigger set of problems. And I thought, well, that's okay. I'd kind of like to try it for a while. <laughs> but now having talked about her dad, uh, one of the most generous people I've ever seen in my life. He gave most of his money away to projects that he wouldn't even talk about. I know. He's built hospitals and given his money away to a lot of people. Very generous man. Gave it away. Gave it away. 
deceitfulness of riches, it makes us want to say, oh, yeah, I want to have bigger, better, faster at this, you know. But it's all deceitful and it's all void. It's all vanity, the Bible says. But they that sow it on good ground, it brings forth good fruit. Okay, so that means that if we've accepted Jesus, we would have fruit, right? Some 30, some 60, and 100 fold. Now, remember this, because here in just a minute, I'm going to tie this together with John chapter 9, and it's going to like explode in your head. It's going to be really good. He said unto them, a candle is brought under a, and he said unto them, is a candle brought to be under a bushel or under a bed? And not set on a candlestick. For there, now, meaning that when we get saved, we should not be saying, oh, shh, don't talk about Jesus. I remember before I got filled with the Holy Spirit, I never talked about Jesus. I never mentioned his name outside the four walls of the church until I got baptized, baptized in the Holy Ghost started speaking in tongues. And now I, I can't shut up. I, you know, probably like you. We walk around all the time. Give me someone to talk to. Jesus. Anybody want to hear about Jesus? Of course, these days, very few people do. But if you'd like to talk to more people about Jesus, what do we do? Pray. Yeah. You have not because you ask not. Now, this next thing is important. For there's nothing hid which should not be manifested, neither was anything kept secret, but it should be that it should come abroad. Meaning, every idle word we're judged by. But there's another scripture that says, the garment covers those things, those sins. So when Jesus returns, when we get outside of time, I believe it'll be kind of like a fishing pole. We'll be able to look back on time. Once we're in eternity, look back on time like looking at a fishing pole, we'll be able to go back and see anything that is not covered by a garment. Because he says, our sins are as far as the east is from the west. So those washed in the blood, those sins are taken away. Right? I'm glad those sins are there. I'm glad nobody gets to see those. But I do want to look back and I want to see, wh where'd those 30,000 emails go? <laughs> Who really killed JFK? Had it really happened? I got a lot of questions. Left because I don't think we're getting the truth. Almost anything. <clears throat> if any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And he said unto them, take heed what you hear. And what measure you meet, it shall be met, measured unto you, unto you that hear, now this is us, unto you that hear shall more be given. We had a guest come in this morning. She's sitting right over there. I'm not going to look at her. <laughs> I said, uh, so, do you know what kind of church you walked into? Yes, I've been following you for 20 years. I went, <laughs> glad. Because she knew it's not your typical church. I, in looking around at churches as we are right now, I checked online, three or four different churches. The typical church that may have sometimes even like uh, 400, 500, 800 people go there and they get 25 or maybe 30, 35 views each week on their sermons. And we'll get anywhere from 1,100 to 1,600 views per week. So we have more people online looking through camera than we do here 
in the audience. <clears throat> and I believe it's saying to us, because we do here, he gives us more. Most of you drive 30 minutes, 45 minutes. A few people drive an hour and a half to get here. One couple drove three, and a half, three hours all the way from Abilene for over a year until finally they decided to just move here because they want to become part of the church. And there's another guy right back there moved from a long way off to come be part of the church. Now, here's what I'm saying. Unto you that here shall more be given. Because we receive this man of truth, he gives us more truth, right? Watch what it says. For he that hath truth, to him should be given. And he that did not accept the truth, from him it shall be taken even that that he has. Because they didn't accept Jesus, they didn't get more truth, more truth, more truth. Because they didn't accept Jesus, the very wisdom, the blessings that they had, oftentimes is taken away. Not every time, but oftentimes. <clears throat> and he said, so is the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast a seed into the ground, and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring up and grow, and he knoweth not how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after the full corn in the ear, but when the fruit is brought forth, immediately put it in the sickle, because the harvest has come. Now, what's he talking about? It's he, he's alluding to the very last day. He's alluding to this day, the Feast of Trumpets, or this day, the Feast of Trumpets, depends on which chart you want to look at. He's talking about the day that he returns and the heavens roll back like a scroll. He blows the morning star down burns the tears, and in that instant we get our glorified body. We've talked about that a lot, so I'll move on. <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> so the kingdom of God is like him casting a seed into the ground, but when that seed, when all of the gospel comes forth, there's going to be a great harvest. When? In the last days. And he said, whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or that, Stay with me here. Sometimes you got to weed through some of the scriptures here. We're going to get to John 9 here in just a second. He said, Where until she would liken the kingdom of God? With what comparison should compare it? Well, it's like a seed of mustard. And in the last days, it'll become greater than all of the herbs. So the gospel is going to grow and become very big, he says. Then he says, And the same day, when evening was come, he said to them, Let us pass over to the other side. Let us pass over to the other side. The Bible doesn't put words in there for nothing. I think he's talking about let's pass over to the last days. When he said, and when he sent away the multitude, they took him even as was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. I think that this is the Jews and also the Gentiles when they've gone to the other side. And there rose a great storm of wind. I believe that's the tribulation. So it's saying on the other side of the tribulation, after the great storm, after the waves beat under the ship, so that it was now full, he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep. <clears throat> and they came to him and said, Lord, we perish. He arose and rebuked the wind, or he arose and rebuked the tares. He rebuked those people attacking Israel and said unto the sea for the millennium, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, 
and there was a great calm. Looking a little deeper into the scriptures, right? Well, this is what you get with a prophecy teacher. Even the wind and the sea obey him. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now, uh, <clears throat> you see, I got another typo here. I got mixed up between Mark 3 and 4. But this is the revelation. So the birds ate, the seed fell, birds ate, fell on hard ground, thorns. You got to see the overview, okay? Then the good ground, some 30, 60, 100 fold. And it's giving us to know the mystery of the kingdom so that seeing we may see and not perceive and hearing they may hear and not understanding. But to us that do hear, we're given more secrets. There's nothing hid which shall not be manifested, neither is anything kept secret, but it shall become abroad. For he that hath, or he that has believed, to him should be given more secrets. And he that hath not believed, from him should be taken away even that he hath salvation. Here. Was that accurate? Because what happened to the guy that had the one talent? That talent was taken away. What's the one thing we get every time we ask Jesus, well, when we ask Jesus into our heart, the one talent we get salvation, so it's saying he takes away his salvation. Meaning, thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knew that I was a hard and cruel master. You didn't do anything with it. <clears throat> so when the fruit is brought forth, meaning the ship is full at the end, Immediately he puts in the sickle, because the harvest, that's the end of the world. And in the ship with other little ships, or a great storm, or a tribulation, the ship is now full, the end time harvest. He arose, rebuked the wind, and said, Peace, be still, and there was a great calm more than millennium. Pretty cool, huh? Cool. Now, I'm going to tie that together with the next one. Now let's go to John 9. <clears throat> and Jesus passed by, and we saw a man was blind from his birth. Blind from his birth. Okay, we know that before we were born, we were already sinners. We were born in sin. He was blind from his birth. Now watch what happens. His disciples ask him, Master, who did sin? So it's insinuating that we sometimes bad things happen to us because we sin. Is that accurate? That's accurate. Go to Deuteronomy 28, first 10 verses. If you follow me, then you're the head, not the tail, the winner, you're the, you're, you're the lender, not the bar, you're blessed in the morning, blessed in the evening, blessed, blessed, blessed upon, blessed, blessed, blessed. And then for the next 40 verses, if you don't follow my laws, yeah, it ain't perfect. Yeah, it's not pretty. So who did sin? Because he was born blind. This man or his parents, who was born blind? Jesus said, well, in this case, neither has this man sinned nor his parents but the reason it came is because the works of God should be made manifest. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day for it. Now, look at this. Look at this. What is this? The night cometh when no man can work. Is that saying that nobody can work like pounding a hammer or something like that? Or is it saying that no one can witness? I believe it's saying when no one can witness. And when is that when no one can witness, no one can talk to people about Jesus? Probably during the time of the mark of the beast. You're right. <laughs> okay, so he's saying when the night comes, no man can work. But as long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. 
When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. Said in him, Go and wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed and came seen. Now, one of the things we talked about for the last several weeks is the Jews were always saying, Show me a sign. Show me a sign. If you're really Jesus, you come down from the cross. Oh, okay, they mocked him. Always wanting to see a sign. Watch the signs here. So the neighbors, therefore, which before him sent him that he was blind and said, Is not he that sat and begged? Some said, Well, this is he. Some says, No, no, he looks like him, but he's not really him. But the guy says, Yeah, it's, it's me. I'm the guy that sat and begged. I'm the guy that was blind, and now I see. And they said, Well, how does it happen? How were the eyes open? The man said, Well, there was a guy called Jesus. He made clay, anointed my eyes, and said, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. I went and washed. I received my sight. And they said, Where is this guy? He said, I don't know. Okay, this is the John Snyder version here. And they brought the Pharisees to him. Now, the Pharisees, these are the guys that are always walking around seeing if they can find somebody doing something wrong. You're not keeping the Sabbath. Okay, they're, they're very law. In other words, like, the Bible says that you should, <clears throat> how's it worded? Write the laws of, of God on your heart. So they write, they take parts of the scripture and put it in a little box with a leather strap and they put the box on their forehead and they wrap the leather straps around them coming down to their arm and then when we're on the, the plane going to Israel the Jews stand up and they wrap this thing around their arm and they have on their funny hat and their little squirrely get glasses and they stand up and they go like this trying to impress everybody on the, 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 the by the way the reason they go this they're not they're, they're trying to say, oh, I'm under the anointing. I'm dizzy. <laughs> Very legalistic. They don't understand it. What he was trying to say is hide the word in our heart, not strap. And there were other scriptures on the leather. It's, it's very, very legalistic. Yeah, that's the correct word. So the Pharisees came to him. These are the guys that are trying to trip him up. It was the Sabbath day, which, of course, they were told not to work. He, and so they, they were watching him. Pharisees also asked him how he received his sight, and he said to them, well, he put clay in my eyes and washed, and I do see. The Pharisees said, this man is not of God because he keeps not the Sabbath day. They don't understand. The Sabbath, Jesus said, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath, meaning it's a good thing that we take off and rest once every seven days. And on that day of rest, we should be worshiping God. That's what he's trying to say. And the whole point of the feasts were to show the Jews Jesus. Through the feasts, they're supposed to find Jesus. And I put that in my book, Secret to Order, Understand Bible Prophecy. <clears throat> this man is not of God because he keeps not the Sabbath day. Others said, well, how can a man that is a sinner do these miracles? There was a division among them. They say unto the blind man, How sayest thou of him that he openeth thine eyes? He is a prophet. But the Jews do not believe concerning him. Now why couldn't they see it? He did many signs, many wonders, raised the dead, healed their sight, cleansed the, the lepers, and it wasn't just 
two or three. It was by the thousands. I mean, 5,000 people one time. And it said healed them all. So there was unbelievable healings. Yet they, couldn't, they kept saying, well, show us a sign. Well, how many signs do you want? There's 5,000. Isn't that enough? Okay. They couldn't see it. Jesus did not believe concerning him that he had been blind or received his sight until they called the parents of him that received his sight. They still wouldn't believe it. The very man said, yeah, I'm he that, that sat by the gate, was blind, asking alms. I don't know how it happened. This guy named Jesus rubbed clay on my, my eyes, told me to go wash in the pool of Siloam. I did, and now I see. So they asked him, said, now this is the parents. Is this your son? Yes. He was born blind? Yes. How did he see? Well, we don't know. He's of age. Ask him. Let him speak. These words spake to parents because they feared the Jews, because the Jews had already agreed that if any man did confess he was Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. Now, what does that mean? See, to most American Christians today, oh, you mean if there's a COVID thing out there, I'm not supposed to go to church? Hot dog, man, I've been looking for a reason not to go to church. And there are churches shutting down all across America, and really around the world, because now people have an excuse not to go. You know, wait a minute. What happened to those? These signs shall follow those that believe in my name. They will cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. If they lay hand on the sick, they'll recover. Lay hand on the sick, if they'll recover. Oh, but don't go to church because of COVID. Where's our faith? Therefore said his parents, Hey, he's of age. Ask him. So they called the man who's blind and said, so let me, let me get on to the point here. So he finally said, now this is the blind man. I've told you already, and you did not hear. Wherefore would you hear again? You want me to tell? How many times do you want me to tell you? Yes, I'm the guy that was blind, and now I see. So we know that God spake to Moses, but as far as this fellow here, <laughs> we don't know about him. They could not see. They were blind. And there's so many people out there right now that can't seem to see. The man answered and said, And then why herein is a marvelous thing, that you know not from whence he is, and he hath opened mine eyes. Since the world began, it was not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind. Did you catch that? So since the world began, no one had gained their sight back again. Jesus did it for this blind man, and yet the Jews still couldn't see. Well, if this were... Uh, not of God, he could do nothing. They're, all of the proof is right there that they need to believe, but they just won't. <clears throat> okay, let's see. Okay. Here's the, uh, the, these are the various verses. There's six of them. I won't go through them. Six of them, where the Jews are saying, show us a sign. We would see a sign. Desired of him, show him a sign. A sign from heaven tempting him. They sought a sign from heaven. What sign showest thou? What sign showest thou then that we may see? Six signs, they asked, and yet they couldn't see. Now here's a summary of the book of uh, the John 9. So Jesus healed a man born blind. 
said, Who did see in this manner his parents that he was born blind? The works of God should be manifest in him. That the night representing the night representing a tribulation or mark of the beast cometh when no man can work. Jesus is the light of the world. This man is not of God because he keepeth not the Sabbath, so they couldn't see it. Jews did not believe concerning him. The blind man said, I've already told you, you still wouldn't hear. Now, let's get to the point. So, well, why herein is a marvelous thing that you know not from whence he is, for he has opened mine eyes, something that had never been done. No one had ever had their eyes open, but Jesus did. Since the world began. And he said, this blind man, Jesus went, then went, looked him up, and said, Jesus said unto them, Do you believe on the Son of God? The blind man said, Who is he, Lord, that I may believe on him? Jesus said, Thou hast both seen him, and is he now that talks with thee? And he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. So, what was the point? What was the point? Let me go back here. Well, now I forgot the point. I'm not supposed to do that. If you're a speaker, don't forget the point. What was the point? <laughs> Bail me out of this situation. Lord, what was the yes? I feel the anointing. It will be helpful if you speak and tell me what the point was now. Okay, so somebody got it? Yeah, there you go. I'm glad, let me tie this back to what we were saying. Many people have to drive a long way to come to this church. Some of them even watch online. And they drive by a lot of churches on the way. Why? I think it's because God is here at this church. You know, in this particular church, we just read the King James Bible. We try to follow the King James Bible. We don't try to make the church up the way we want it. And so because we have accepted the truth, God keeps giving us more truth. We're not worried about being put out of the synagogue. We're not trying to please other people. And he's called us down. He's called us from the mountain. He's called us out from the other people to be a people that are taking his word to these last days. And I think that there's a special call on people that really are seeking the truth. Because you accept a little, we get more. I don't know if I made a point on that today. Yeah, we don't have to have a sign to leave. Is there another point? And they which see not may see, and they which see might be made blind. So many people these days just can't seem to see. 
It's sad. Okay, so let's jump to watchmanstrumpet.com. I encourage you to go there and get signed up. As of about a week ago, we had about 35 people signed up. Now, yes, it's seven weeks away, but get signed up. We need to have at least 300 people there. If Gideon's army had 300, we need to have at least 300 people there. But I believe we can have more. The place will hold 500, so let's fill it up to 500. The way you do, or way you get signed up for this solemn September assembly, which is September 6, 7, and 8, there, actually, that's not the correct time. We, we blow shofar at 7.44, and then three day, or two days later, we blow it at 7.42. I believe that's correct. Go to watchmanstrumpet.com and get signed up. Also, if you'd like to become a ministry member, go to prophecyclub.com or spiritofprophecychurch.com and click become a ministry member and you can do that. Also, if you're online, click like, share, and subscribe because if you click like and share, even if you do it every week, then the algorithm sends it out to more people. And of course, subscribe helps us to get the word out to all of that helps us to reach more people. Now, I believe that there's people watching online right now and you've been watching a while. But you haven't really made the decision to receive Jesus. Sounds like a good idea. I also believe there's people watching that says, well, I accepted Jesus. It was a long time ago. And I really haven't walked too close to him. I've done a lot of things wrong. I've made a lot of sin. I've made a lot of mistakes. Is there a way that I can come back? Let me tell you briefly in my case. I was raised in church. At the age of nine, I remember it distinctly on a Wednesday night, we were at a place called the Tom Hansen Company in Odessa, Texas. This church had split. My parents had gone with the split. We'd gone over to this other guy's business. Wednesday night, pastor went through, would you like to receive Jesus? And all of a sudden, the curtains were open for this nine-year-old boy all of a sudden, I saw that I was a sinner in need of a Savior. No one could have shown me. I don't think it was the words of the preacher that night. I think it was the, the Spirit of God opening it up. And it's all of a sudden, I could see. Kind of like we were talking here. I could see. I could see that I needed to accept Jesus. And I raised my hand and I said, yes, I want to accept Jesus. My parents looked, you know, they were shocked. Because I didn't talk to them first about it. But I didn't know it 60 seconds before. That Sunday, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but that Sunday we were going to uh, Antioch Christian Church, Odessa, Texas, and I stood right there on that side. And the pastor's name was Ronnie Hanna. Wow, that was a long time ago. That is really reaching into the archives. And he had me go through what I'm about to go through here. And then he prayed a prayer with what I'm about to pray through here. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the beautiful part of being a Christian. We can live eternally. We don't have to die. And then... Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We've all messed up. 
Before we were born, we were, we were already sinners. We were already heading to hell. But the free gift comes along. For by grace are you saved through faith and not, not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man put, should boast. You can't earn it. You can't buy it. You can't come to church enough. You can't lead enough praise and worship. You can't give enough sermons. Nothing we can do makes us worthy of this gift. It's a free gift. But how do we reach out and take the gift? Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. With the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Meaning, it's not enough to say it and not really believe it. It's not enough to believe it and not really say it. We have to say it, we have to believe it. Meaning, when you pray this prayer, you're only halfway there. When you pray this prayer, you're only halfway there. Meaning, it's important then to turn around and tell someone else that you've accepted Jesus. That's why I ask you, if you pray this prayer, send me a prayer. or send me, send me your name to this email and say, yes, I prayed the prayer. It'd also be good for you to go and tell your husband, your wife, friends around you that you've accepted Jesus. Acts 2.38 says, Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Meaning, repent means I'm going to lose some friends, I'm going to lose some words, I'm going to lose some things I used to do that didn't please Jesus, and from here on out, I'm going to walk towards the cross. That's what I did. I fell apart, or fell away, to tell you the rest of the story, got married to a little girl I shouldn't have got married to. I was a stupid young kid. My dad had died. Because if my dad hadn't died, he would have said, no boy, you ain't doing that. But there was no one there to give me any wisdom and I was a stupid young kid. She wouldn't go to church. I was embarrassed to go without her. So I stopped going to church. Stopped going to church, guess what happens? fall away. How many of you know you have to work going to church, work at getting close to Jesus because it's like riding a bicycle. Either you, there's no there's no level ground. Either you're going up or you're going down. There's no level ground. If we don't constantly pedal and constantly keep working to get closer to Jesus, then by default we start falling away. So you people online, now listen, just because you're watching online does not necessarily fulfill everything you need to do. What? Yes. I'm saying you should get involved in a local church. I said involved. I didn't say visit. should get involved in a local church. You really should. I appreciate you watching. Hope you continue to watch, but you should get involved in a local church. So I fell away. Made a mess of my life, but I remember one evening I sat down and I got right with God and I said, okay, you got to think about these things, serious things. So I said, okay, I made a mess of my life. I've lived my life the way I want to, but I made a mess of it, but I'll make you a deal if you'll forgive me. If you'll give me another chance, 
from here on out, I will read your Bible, I will follow your Bible, and we will do it your way. And everything started turning around. I remember also I sat down and I said, okay, when I quit going to the bars, I started getting lonely. So I said, okay, God, I'm lonely. But frankly, I don't know if there's anybody out there that could put up with the likes of me. I'm just being honest with you. That's what I said. But if there is, I know you have the great phone book in the sky. That's what I said. And I said, if there's a girl out there that can put up with the likes of me, that where we wouldn't get a divorce, that would be your choice, her for me, me for her, then I'd like to meet her. I'll tell you the rest of the story. So two days later, I'm driving down Loop 338, Odessa, Texas. All of a sudden, I had to make a phone call. This is before cell phones, back when they still had phone booths. All of a sudden, I had to make a phone call. Hmm. Take the very next exit. I pull up to the very first door, basically, is in a business district. And I walked in, and I walked up to the, you know, there was a plate glass window with a little hole in it, and I said, can I use your phone? She said, well, actually, we don't have a phone here. Well, I forgot about the phone call. I never made the phone call. I still have no idea what the phone call was. Probably was nothing. I was talking to a little lady, little old lady that I later got to know. Her name was Willow. And so I thought, well, I'm here. I may as well make a phone call. I might make a cold call, because at the time I was selling uh, self-improvement courses. So I said, okay, well, who's the boss here? Write down his name, phone number. I thought, well, I'll call him, make an appointment. And so I, sure enough, a couple of days later, I called him. Bill Condor was his name. I can't believe I remember all this. So I said, can I talk to him? No, he's out. Called again. Can I talk to him? No, he's out. Called the third time. She said, you know what? He's really hard to reach. Why don't you talk to, his, uh, to, to the boss's daughter? And I said, can she make decisions? Oh, yes, she can make decisions. I said, okay, well, I'll talk to her. It was Leslie. So I set an appointment, and I walked in, and she later said, when I saw you walking down the hall, she said, the Lord spoke to me and said, that's your husband. Because there is no way, trust me, there is no way that I could have found such a quality person. This lady was, was not just a little, but head and shoulders above me. I married far above myself. So I walked in, I gave my little talk, and she enrolled in my self-improvement course. And I never do this either. I, I don't know why I'm telling you this story. Probably because I did such a lousy job in sermons tonight. Yeah, she walked out so that I can talk. I can tell you the truth without her interrupting, correcting me or something. I got done with the presentation. She enrolled. And I said, would you like to go to lunch? I never, ever, ever said that before. Would you like to go to lunch? Yeah, I'm kind of hungry. Okay. So we went to Red Lobster. 
come find out that that's her favorite place to eat today, okay? So I don't know why I'm telling you this. I'm probably going to regret saying all of this on, online and everything. Here's the whole story. But to tell you the rest of the story, so I was Like the song says, I got around, I got around in those days. So I had a policy anytime I got a girl's number, I want to make certain that it was somebody I really wanted to spend some time with. So I'd just take her name and number and put it in my billfold. Next time I run across it, you know, if I felt like I want to call her, I'd call her. Well, like two days later, sure enough, I called her. So I called her and I said, you want to go have dinner and a show? Yeah. I'm not getting out of this. Okay. All right. Fine. So I went to her house. <laughs> She's probably going to kill me for telling you all these details. So I went to her house. Nice house. Not like a po' boy. See, I was on the po' side of town. She's on the rich side of town. So I drive up, and here's this big white limousine sitting in front of her house. I'm thinking, I'm out of. What am I doing going to a place with a limousine sitting in front of the house? So I walked in. She dressed very nice. Very nice. And I don't know what made me do it, but I just bent down and I just kissed her on the cheek. She later told me, she says, as soon as you kissed me, you had my heart. And I thought, I don't know. Should I tell you the rest of the story? So I took her out to Steak and Ale. They're out of business now, probably because of us. But. So I took her out to Steak and Ale. I ordered a pepper steak. I can't believe I'm telling you this. We're talking along there, and she says, are you, and I won't say that name, are you blah, blah, blah's ex-husband? I had just put a piece of steak in my mouth. Just chewing it, and I just, I almost spit it out, but I, I finished chewing it, I finished swallowing it, that gave me a chance to think about what I was about to say, because if I hadn't had something in my mouth, I probably would have stood up, scooted out the chair, and said, we're going home. <laughs> just because if she knew her, I don't have anything to do with that. The second divorce was a really, really bad one. You've been divorced twice? Yes, the blood of Jesus is very powerful. For a guy to be standing up here representing Jesus right now, very powerful. So all of this I did before I was really back with the Lord. Anyway, she said, I said, you know her? She says, well, I know of her. Of course, then she went on to say, no, she didn't agree with her, blah, 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 blah. And I thought, okay, we'll finish the dinner. But I knew. I don't know, from some place in that evening, somewhere along there, there was a love that came into my heart, and I absolutely positively knew that this is the one that God had arranged for me. Now, looking back, I was driving down the road. All of a sudden, I had to make a phone call. And then the, the lady, I found out later that Willow, 
arranged for me to talk to Leslie because Willow felt like I was a guy that needed to meet Leslie. So, you know, I mean, there's so many things. God, God put us all together. But so don't tell anybody that. Don't tell Leslie that I told you this story. <laughs> now that I've, yes, I've just put it online. The whole world can see it. I got here because I want to say, I don't care who you are, I don't care how deep of a hole you're in, how dark it seems to be, how impossible it seems to get out of it, I don't care what you've done, how filthy, how dirty, I want to let you know that there is a way out. I want to let you know that Jesus can turn it all around. And we'll turn it all around. Because my life was a mess. Pray that prayer. Send me an email. Saying, yeah, I prayed that prayer. Now, by the way, the last couple, of been several weeks before I got any emails saying I prayed that prayer. That's your fault. And your fault. And my fault. Because we need to be reaching more people. You can send this out to other people. And Tony did a good job this morning. I don't know about my sermon, but his good job. Send it out to them. Say, hey, watch this. And then get them to accept Jesus at the end. And if you are watching, sorry for going 15 minutes late. Sorry for telling you my boring story. But... Uh, You'll slide to the bottom. There's a place where you can click and donate. If you're here in the in the, the, the church here, you can come up here and make your donations. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your finished word and your wonderful word. We ask that you would help us to walk closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for watching. Putting up with me.